Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Hi, and welcome to In the Oil Patch. I'm Alvin Bailey, alongside our host, Kim Bilotto. Kim, today we're mixing it up a little bit. We're uh, putting the show together from the State of Energy event down at the Pearl Stable in San Antonio. Everybody listen close throughout the show today, because at the end of the show, we're going to give you the chance to win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. Now, Kim, we've got a big show today with the State of Energy Lunch, and it's almost it's we've got it's a, a packed house. It is. It's uh, it's almost a sold out show today. Let's talk about uh, what's going to be going on throughout the luncheon today. Who are our, who are our speakers going to be today? Well, you know, our speakers are second to none when you look at how uh, these people have really come into San Antonio and San Antonio's surrounding counties, and have really made a difference not just in uh, job and job growth, but also in secondary type of businesses that have also received benefit. Uh, Our lineup uh, is the vice president of Halliburton, uh, Paul Shepard. We have John Fremont, who is the chief financial officer for Chaotic Moon. Um, We also have our MC, which is Steve Spruster, who is with um, KSAT 12, he is an anchor. Uh, Brandon Seal, who is with Howard Energy, is the president of Howard Energy Mexico. And then, of course, Senator Risti is also on the panel. And our keynote speaker is none other than Chairman Porter, a commissioner of the Texas Railroad Commission. Now, Kim, we're getting ready to get things started with the state of energy, and Chairman Porter is getting ready to give his keynote address. But first, let's talk about why was the state of energy put together? You know, Alvin, one of the missions of Shell Magazine, as well as in the oil patch, is to help the community, the business leaders, the business sector understand greater energy and its topics, especially pertaining to oil and gas. You know, Texas is an oil and gas state, and a lot of businesses uh, and, and community lack just general information outside of what gas prices are for them and putting it into their gas tank. There's a whole other discussion pertaining to energy and its importance in this state of Texas or in in Texas. And we wanted to be the company that starts that discussion with individuals that normally seek this information but have a hard time trying to understand it and find it. And this is why State of Energy is important to us. Now, there was a great show in Corpus. The State of Energy Luncheon in Corpus was was phenomenal. San Antonio, as we said, is a packed house today. What about next year? What are we planning for State of Energy for next year? Well, these are annual events. Uh, our hope is to continue to develop greater access to oil and gas in the procurement area. In other words, businesses have greater access to develop uh, business opportunities with oil and gas, which isn't always the easiest but also to have businesses understand more how this works. And so therefore, these annual events from now on will be greater access to executives, greater access to understanding procurement, and definitely uh, a who's who in the energy industry to bring them to come in and discuss as panelists, how do businesses do this? And of course, answer questions that might be out there on the minds of the community. 
Well, Kim, Chairman Porter's getting ready to give his keynote address. Why don't we join up with him here? You're listening to In the Oil Patch. Chairman, thank you very much. And, and I do want to again recognize my former colleague, Buddy Garcia, before we get started. I'm glad Buddy's here today. I'm David Porter, Chairman of the Texas Railroad Commission. And I want to say thank you to the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and to Kim Bellotto and my good friends at Shale Magazine for putting together this event. If any of you haven't looked at Shell Magazine, I, I really want to encourage you. They have really good articles, interesting information, and they have some of the best cover stories I've ever seen in my life in a magazine. <laughs> for, for those of you who are not familiar with the commission, we're the state's energy regulator. We are the oldest regulatory agency in Texas and we have see, overseen oil and gas production for almost 100 years. We also have jurisdiction over alternative fuel safety, natural gas utilities, surface mining, and interstate pipelines. I frequently travel around the state and nation to discuss Texas energy production and update people about the current state of these industries, especially oil and gas. I know most of the people in this room are keenly aware of the importance of oil and gas to our state, especially with the development of the Eagle for Shale over the past few years. So I'm not going to bore you with a lot of boring history details. Instead, I'm going to focus on the most current challenges and opportunities for the oil and gas industry that I've noticed in my capacity as chairman of the commission. We all know that the industry is facing some challenges because of low oil prices. And that, unfortunately, is starting to take its toll. We've seen a dramatic reduction in drilling permits at the Commission. According to our most recent numbers, we've issued about 9,100 drilling permits so far this year. In 2014, we issued about 26,000. The U.S. reached peak crude oil production levels in April, and because of the slowdown in drilling activity, we've seen a slow but steady decrease nationwide since then. However, I'm confident that if anyone can help the U.S. navigate this downturn, it's our state's producers. I mean, you want to talk about people who are tough, who are hard workers, who can get down and really when the going gets tough is when they really get going. You're talking about the independent oil and gas producers in the state of Texas. And, and the service companies, those guys work just as hard. Of the 737 remaining rigs drilling nationwide, right now, 45% of those are drilling in Texas. And despite the dramatic drops in oil prices and in the national rig count, crude and condensate production has stayed strong here in Texas. According to our most recent numbers at the Commission, our state has averaged about 2.7 million barrels per day this year. Last year, with higher prices and a much higher rig count, we averaged about 2.65 million barrels per day. We've maintained record production levels, 
in the face of major challenges here in Texas because industry has become more innovative and more efficient. And that is an accomplishment that all of you in the oil and gas industry should be proud of. What many people don't realize is that the success of the oil and gas industry in Texas has as much to do with our people and our regulatory framework as it does with our geology. We rely on stable free market policies that encourage innovation and competition and that prevent overregulation from hindering job creation and economic growth. As we've unfortunately seen in some other states, not to mention any names like New York and California. <laughs> the Railroad Commission has a century's worth of expertise and experience that has enabled us to safely and efficiently regulate Texas's oil and gas industry. And as a result, our state's economy has flourished, even during times of national economic hardship. Unfortunately, our regulatory framework is continuously threatened by lawmakers and bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. We've seen industry have its fair share, and well, I say fair share, we've had more than our fair share of ups and downs in our lifetime. And I think that we can agree that during these slowdowns that federal overreach makes a difficult period even more difficult. Right now, perhaps our greatest challenge comes from EPA regulations that are brought on by this president's war on fossil fuels. The EPA's actions against methane emissions under the Clean Air Act, and most recently its attempt to redefine U.S. waters under the Clean Water Act are perfect examples of the lack of respect D.C. lawmakers have for our economic stability and our property rights. This administration supports short-sighted, inefficient national energy policies that combat fossil fuels and favor costly, unproven alternative renewable energy sources like solar, wind, and biomass. I can think of a handful of ways the federal government could help make America more energy independent and create tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of good paying jobs in the process. Let's lift the crude oil export ban. Let's allow competitive growth for our domestic and international natural gas markets. And yes, let's let them get those LNG plants built. And we should have been helping our neighbors to the north and south construct their energy infrastructure. Texas is stronger today because of our revolutionary oil and gas development. During this downturn, we need to make sure the energy industry is able to continue producing fairly, efficiently, and economically so that we can continue to extend the benefits of cheap, clean, safe, fossil fuel energy to the rest of the nation and the rest of the world. Thank you again for having me here today. It's always a great pleasure to be in San Antonio.
You've been listening to the uh, keynote address. My name is Alvin Bailey along with Kim Bilotto in the oil patch, and we are putting the show together live today at the State of Energy Luncheon in San Antonio, and that was the keynote address from Texas Railroad Commissioner Chairman David Porter. We've got more to come for you, so stay with us, and we'll be right back to more in the oil patch. Ron Hoover RV of San Antonio wants to say thank you, South Texas, for our best year ever. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, we are celebrating by giving 10, 20, and 30% discounts on our already discounted inventory through the end of November in all of Ron Hoover's massive inventory of over 1,000 RVs. Also, we only have two of our luxury Columbus Toy Haulers Texas editions left. Come today and claim yours. Call 830-981-9543 and speak to a sales consultant or go to ronhooverbernie.com. And remember, we sell family fun. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine will keep you in front of customers that you need to grow your business. Email us, info at shalemag.com, or call 210-240-7188. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bilotto, today. And, Kim, Steve Spreester is going to be the MC of the the show today, and I think he's getting ready to, to really start engaging the panelists. How about a collective round of applause for this great panel that we have here before we sit down? Thank you all for being here. Try and make this as relaxed as we can under the bright lights. You know, you got a nice, comfortable seat, so we're all ready to go. We're going to start with Paul Shepard, the vice president of Halliburton. And uh, I'm going to ask these questions, but if anybody on the panel (laughs) wants to chime in, please do so. I mean, this is a pretty open-ended conversation that we're going to have here. But first off, what direct impact has Halliburton had on the South Texas economy? Well, we, uh, we as a company, we, we have built two world-class facilities uh, in San Antonio over the last three years. Uh, we have a, a $70 million facility located at Elmendorf and, and are at 1604 and I-37. It houses six of our product lines, uh, probably one of the biggest district offices we have globally. Um, and then here recently, and uh, last week, we opened up the biggest transload in the world for sand in the city of Elmendorf and uh, really has, and it's, it's, it's another $35 million we've invested in the community as well with that facility. So uh, we feel that facility is really going to give us a very competitive footprint in the Eagleford for many years to come and, and uh, in, in addition to the 80 years that we've already been here. So It's certainly a reflection of how Halliburton feels about South Texas too and San Antonio. Right. Yeah. Um, this first slide is, is an interesting slide. When you, when you look at the graphs on that, you can see since 1980, uh, the red uh, line increases the, the, the variance in oil price during that time frame. And, and you can see there, there's been some fairly significant peaks and valleys uh, since the early 80s. And, and, and the bottom bars represent the changes in rig count. And, and uh, as Commissioner Porter said, I mean, when you look at the permits being down almost 60% year to year, the industry is, is extremely uh, volatile. You know, one thing interesting, though, you'll see there as well, when you do uh, get the upturns after these downturns, the prices some, in, in the past have spiked even higher than they were before uh, the, the, the downturn started. So th- really just wanted to illustrate here just the very, very cyclical nature of the business. I don't think there's many businesses like this uh, in, in the U.S. That, that can go through these dramatic of cycles. The good thing is when you look there, you can see the different horizontal and unconventional plays in the U.S. 
And you can see that the Eagleford fortunately has some of the best economics of any of, of, of the, the U.S. plays. Now, now what that slide also shows you at $38 oil, really none of these plays in the, in the U.S. are economical today. So uh, these oil prices aren't sustainable. It's, it's, it's not a matter of, of, of if oil prices and rig count will come up. It, it's just really a matter of, of when that will actually happen. And, and the Eagleford's not immune to that. Uh, the Eagleford rig count is probably a third of what it was in November. So, so definitely has seen a pretty, a very dramatic decline. Now, what has Halliburton done during this time frame? As I mentioned, uh, we opened up September of, of 2013, uh, our, our facility south of town here. Very impressive facility. Uh, again, it actually houses six of our product lines. Um, really a, a significant investment in our footprint here in the Eagleford Shell. And then since then, this was a little bit under the radar. In, in the city of Elmendorf, <laughs> we just opened this transload up and uh, sand transload up. It was an additional $35 million investment. Um, again, this is going to give us a very, very competitive edge in the Eagleford from for years to come. And uh, so, you know, well, well over $100 million investment in just capital, just for facilities for the Eagleford play here in the last two to three years. So what does Halliburton mean for, for San Antonio? Uh, we today have 1,600 employees in our San Antonio district that services the 24 counties in South Texas. 75% uh, of those are actually based out of the San Antonio facility. And, and the unfortunate thing, you know, with this downturn in the volatility, that number was, was significantly higher. It was about 2,500 employees this time last year out of, out of our San Antonio facility. So through voluntary and involuntary attrition, we have to react to the reduced rig count and, 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 and have had to do so as, as through this downturn as well. So. Again, very volatile. Now, the jobs that Halliburton has, when you look at the median income that uh, in the city of San Antonio from the city statistics, our jobs are almost double the pay of, of that median income. So Halliburton brings very, very good jobs into the, into the San Antonio area. <laughs> and something that really I, I think is very critical is the fact that when you look in 2014, we spent $65 million here locally with businesses that have a San Antonio address. And that's 65 businesses. And then this year, even with a downturn in activity, we predict we'll spend another $44 million with 68 different companies. So a very significant impact on the community. When you think of the, the tax dollars that, that, that generates and the jobs that generates, uh, it's, 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 it's something outside of the jobs we actually bring as Halliburton. And, and we also are very, you know, want to be a big part of the communities in which we reside. And you can see uh, the last two years what the charitable com contributions have been that the company has made to local San Antonio charities. Just a few of them are listed there, but again, we, we're going to be very active in the communities where we have our business, and, and, and hopefully that, that, uh, that illustrates that as well. And, and very involved as well with, with the, local, the local schools. So um, we've, we've been involved with UTSA. We think it's very critical to promote 
the science, technology, engineering, and math curriculums at UTSA, and, and that's where that money goes uh, that we donate to them on, a, on an annual basis. So, and really, you know, just to, just to highlight what, is, what, what does the future hold? Uh, as many of you know, uh, Halliburton is in the middle of an acquisition of Baker Hughes right now. We expect that to close in the very near future. That will significantly increase our footprint here in this area. And, and as you'll probably hear you know, from Encana and, and, and some of the operator representatives here, the Eagleford's got a lot of legs. You know, we're fortunate it is the most economic play in the U.S. right now. And companies like Encana continue to discover additional productive horizons in the play that are going to give the Eagleford a lot more running, running room over for many, many more years to come. So that's really all I had. I'll turn it back over to you. And all right. Paul Shepard with Halliburton. Thank you. You're listening to In the Oil Patch, and you've been listening to Paul Shepard, the vice president of Halliburton. We're at the State of Energy luncheon today at the Pearl Stable in San Antonio. We've got more to come for you, so stay with us. We've got to take a break, but we'll be right back with more In the Oil Patch. Amerijet's global cargo shipping and freight forwarding network is ready to take care of all your shipping needs. Shipping manufactured oversized parts, oil and gas field equipment, or supplies domestically or internationally? Amerijet is your full-service multimodal transportation and logistics provider, offering domestic and international scheduled all-cargo transport via land, sea, and air. Amerijet will connect your company to over 30 major cities in the U.S., with more than 625 destinations worldwide, providing global transportation solutions throughout the Americas, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Our 40-plus years of experience in the energy industry will help drive your excellent performance. Let Amerijet's global team ensure the safe delivery of your cargo. From oversized hazardous materials, which include oil and lubricants and heavy weight cargo, to your chosen destination. For on-time delivery, Amerijet Houston is your commercial shipping partner. Call Amerijet at 844-651-7956. Once again, that's 844-651-7956. Or visit us at Amerijet.com. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bellotto. Kim. Halliburton. Huge investment, Alvin. Huge investment for San Antonio and the community. I mean, think about that. $70 million investment into the community. And they are projecting to be uh, a big player for 80 years plus in South Texas, supporting over 24 different counties in South Texas. That's a huge impact. And we need more companies like that to uh, change the landscape, bring in jobs, high-paying jobs, great-paying jobs. You know, he also discussed uh, the average pay that uh, some employees from Halliburton make. Uh, that's game-changer wages for people just graduating from high school who have taken a vocational trade um, or a two-year degree, an associate degree, and can come in and make a sixty dollars to $80,000 uh, or more salary, exactly. And what about the vendors? Remember the vendors he was talking about? Um, going from 2014, we had they had 65 vendors, and in 2015, despite a slowed uh, despite slowing down a bit, they'll actually have 16, sorry, they'll actually have 68 vendors. Those are 68 different companies. In San Antonio. In San Antonio that are receiving benefit. I mean, $105 million is what it took to build that facility out there on the south side, Halliburton, on the south side of San Antonio. Amazing. 
currently they have almost 1,600 employees out there, and, and when oil prices return, they can scale back up to over 3,000 employees very easily. This is a great investment for the city. $105 million investment, 1,600 employees on the south side, and 68 local businesses that they're doing business with in the San Antonio area. Great company. I agree, and let's look at their charity giving over $145,000 to local charities in 2015 alone. We need to attract more of those companies and continue to support the energy industry because all of that comes back to the community in dollars and in uh, economic development for all of us. Well, Kim, let's join back up with the panel discussion, and uh, here's more State of Energy from San Antonio. John Freeman <laughs> is next to me. He's the Chief Revenue Officer for Chaotic Moon. Um, for the layman like me, I would say you're bringing technology and to the forward. Talk a little bit about what Chaotic Moon does. Yeah, uh, so you know, it's it's sort of a, a maybe a weird place for a, a company like Chaotic Moon to be, um, but you know, we're really passionate, in fact, about the energy business. And, and I don't know if these are up here, and you want me to go through these, but I, I had uh, I'll be very quick about this. Um, we have a. Uh, we're a creative technology studio, and I'll, I'll, I'll forget the slides. We're a creative technology studio. We, we, we focus on strategy, design, and development. And one of the things that um, you know, we focused on the last couple of years is energy specifically. And, and it's, uh, the, this is not a, there's never been a shortage of technology in this industry, but um, there's sort of a new way of looking at how technology actually impacts the business. And uh, we're in a really fun place right now. Uh, Catagoon's been around for about five years. We have a bunch of very wonderful divergent thinkers. We're about 210, 215 strong right now. We just sold the business to Accenture, so we have more of a global scale to us uh, and a lot of growth plans. So it's a thank you for, for uh, having us here. All right. Thanks, John. Yeah. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bellotto. We do need to take a quick break, but we are broadcasting live today from the State of Energy Luncheon at the Pearl Stable in San Antonio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, Alvin Bailey for the good folks at North Park Toyota. Here's some trivia for you. Can you name the only full-size pickup truck that's built in Texas? Well, if you said the Toyota Tundra, you'd be right. Toyota Tundra pulled the space shuttle. So yeah, it can handle your trailer and your boat. The Tundra is available in 18 different configurations of six trim levels that can all tow more than five tons. And North Park Toyota is your Tundra headquarters. The number one Tundra dealer in Central and South Texas, and for good reason, the best price, the largest selection, and the best customer service. Come see why North Park Toyota is a four-time winner of the Toyota President's Award for Outstanding Customer Satisfaction. Take I-35 South to the Fisher Road exit and follow the signs. Call 210-635-5000 or log on to NPToyota.com. North Park Toyota is a proud member of the Caleg Auto Group. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey along with our host, Kim Bellotto. Kim, we just heard from John Fremont, the uh, Chief Financial Officer for Chaotic Mood Studios. These guys have been a game changer. Uh, their software development for the oil and gas industry. Talk about Chaotic Mood. Well, you know, I believe that what we will see from them in the very near future are really big things. Uh, what has just been released is that they have just been acquired um, by Accenture. 
And that is a worldwide company. So we're going to see them on a bigger playing field, much bigger playing field. I believe that um, some of the stuff that they're doing is so dynamic and them jumping into oil and gas is definitely a game changer. You know, it is about oil and gas finding a way of being able to produce energy more efficiently, greener, and obviously uh, saving money. And technology is the way to do it. So I'm so glad that they decided to come and talk to us a little bit about what's on the horizon. And we've got a whole generation of a workforce that's really good with technology these days. Exactly. Oil and gas will look totally different, I'm sure, in five to ten years. Well, let's join back up with the panel discussion and uh, more State of Energy for you. Brandon Seal is the president of Howard Energy Mexico. Talk about, talk about your company. Sure, yeah. So uh, Howard Energy Partners is a San Antonio-based company. Uh, we're a very young company, but we've grown very quickly. Uh, we started in the Eagleford. Uh, we today operate about 700 miles of, of pipeline, primarily in South Texas, but also now in Pennsylvania, too. We acquired a system up there. We have a 200 million cubic foot per day cryogenic gas processing plant in Webb County. We have a 10,000 barrel a day condensate stabilizer. We have about a million barrels of bulk liquid storage along the Gulf Coast. So we're, we're a very classic midstream company. And you know, as, as a midstream company, the way you have to, the way you add value is you have to find ways to aggregate volumes to, to build more efficient assets. You have to find ways to transform the molecule. That's what we do at our processing plant. That's what we do at our stabilizer. You have to find ways to create new markets. Otherwise, you're just doing financing. An EMP company can build a pipeline as well as a midstream company can, unless the midstream company can bring some of those advantages. So for us, in terms of looking for new markets, almost all of our assets are located in South Texas, right along the border, too. So we're not that smart, but we could look at a map and see that there happens to be a giant country and a giant economy right on the other side of that river. And so, you know, we, we could either be last in line selling everything to Houston or we could be first in line selling everything to Mexico, which since 1938 has had this sort of economic Berlin Wall for, for, for oil and gas purposes, uh, preventing you know, integration of, uh, of those two energy economies. So almost as soon as we started, about a year after, we, we started looking for ways to, to do business in Mexico. We, we started out by, by selling gas to Pemex, and then we, we did a deal to, to store some fuel oil coming out of the refinery near Monterey there in our Brownsville facility. Very classic, good, cross-border kind of deals. And most recently, we just announced uh, we're building about a 200-mile pipeline to tie the Eagleford to Monterey. So you're tying the largest gas-producing county in Texas, Webb County, with the largest point of consumption, natural gas consumption in uh, per capita in Latin America, frankly, to get to Monterey. So, you know, it's, it's, it's about efficiency. It's about creating these new markets. Um, and, it's, and it's fun. You know, Mexico has, has a lot of room to run. There's, there's about 270,000 wells, give or take, producing in Texas on any given day. Do you know how many are producing in Mexico right now? About 9,000. Um, you know, there's about 250,000 miles of gathering and transmission pipeline in Texas. There's about 24,000 miles in Mexico. So, and by the way, as someone else mentioned too, that the geology 10,000 feet under the ground doesn't change by a 20-foot deep river that runs <laughs> that runs along our border there. So, yeah. there's a whole lot of opportunity for development down there. There's a whole lot of challenges. It's 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 if it was easy, someone else would have already done it by now. But but for us, it's a natural progression to our business, especially in times like this where, where, where activity slows down in our traditional gathering business. And so we look for ways to, to go to other 
other sides of the business on the refined product side or demand-driven uh, pieces of the business instead of the supply side? When I think I read yesterday that, that, the, that Mexico, the government, is actually investing somewhere like $30 billion in the infrastructure just of Pemex. Is that correct? That's right. And that's not even counting what CFE, for example, is underwritten. Our, our main client is the, the Federal Electricity Commission in Mexico, which is effectively the, the national utility. They've gone out and underwritten another $30 billion of projects by leveraging their demand within Mexico. There's, there's a huge amount of fuel switching going on right now from fuel oil to natural gas within Mexico, um, and the demand down there has just been artificially depressed for a long time, too, because of, to take the, the chairman's point, I mean, it's, Mexico and South Texas are, are kind of a, a very good example of, of how policy really can make a difference in terms of, of how energy gets developed in the two different countries. But. Great. Brandon Seal from Howard Energy. Right. <laughs> Tom Baer, now the senior manager from the Eagle Ford Development in Canna. Yes. Talk a little bit about Encana. Sure can. Yeah, my name's Tim Bear. Actually. Sorry, Tim. Hey, no worries. No worries. So Encana is a company based out of Calgary. So probably your first question is, what the heck is a Canadian outfit doing in Texas? And, <laughs> and I'm proud to be a part of, of the Texas oil and gas industry, and so is our company. Uh, so yeah, we're based out of Canada. I'm based per personally out of the Denver metro area. Get down here quite often and enjoy the San Antonio and Eagleford uh, areas uh, quite, quite much. Uh, so we, uh, about uh, two, three years ago, in Canada had a new strategy. We had based most of our revenue off of a natural gas product, about 95% of it actually. And of course, the natural gas glut came into play. Those prices came down, and we were very much looking for uh, how can we diversify our portfolio. And we wanted to strategize it into the best rocks, the best areas, and the first one on our list was, was Eagleford Assets. So 18 months ago, we acquired Freeport McMoran's assets in, in Carnes County and uh, had about 45,000 barrels a day production with that. And uh, like I say, really glad to be there. Uh, 18 months later, we're around 60,000 barrels a day, plus or minus, and really increasing our, our, uh, our production, even in a suppressed environment we're doing. So, you know, mainly through a, a lot of different technologies and, and, and uh, better pricing and, and better engineering principles to get those, uh, those barrels out more cheaply, if you will. Uh, also, in the last year, we've uh, purchased our Permian assets from Athlon in Industries in the Midland area for about $7 billion. So you add those two together, we have about $10 billion of, of acquisitions that we've uh, acquired here in Texas. And, uh, and thank God we did when we did, because uh, we would be really hurting if we were a natural gas company straightforward right now in, in the current marketplace. So yeah, we're here. We're here to stay, and, and, and glad that we are. Tim Baer from Encana. <laughs> In the Oil Patch Live today at the State of Energy Luncheon at the Pearl Stable in San Antonio, we've got much more of this great panel discussion coming up for you, so hang with us because we'll be right back with more in the Oil Patch. Support for In the Oil Patch comes from the West Texas Energy Consortium, connecting rural West Texas communities, where members and partners communicate about common issues, challenges, and workable solutions, as well as educating future energy industry leaders. For more information about the West Texas Energy Consortium, visit their website at www.wtxec.org or give them a call at 325-795-4206. The West Texas Energy Consortium, where capitalizing on regional energy growth means power in partnership. Would you like to grow your business? Would you like to improve awareness of your brand? Any business can benefit from advertising in the oil and gas industry. After all, Texas received $87 billion in economic impact from the oil and gas industry last year alone. Did your business benefit from this thriving industry? 
Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Shale will keep you in front of customers that you need to grow your business. If you want to grow your business in Texas, email us info at shalemag.com. That's info at s-h-a-l-e-m-a-g dot com or call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, along with our host, Kim Bellotto. Been a great panel discussion so far. Last but not least on the uh, on the panel is going to be a man that needs no introduction, but we're going to introduce him anyway. Right. Oh, he is a beloved senator who just so happens to uh, have both Eagle Ford shell play and some of the Permian Basin uh, in his district, one of the largest districts in Texas, too. Uh, the Honorable Senator Carlos Aristi. Uh, next joining us is is a guy who um, I was talking to somebody earlier. Yeah, I've been here for 20 years. I think I've known you about that long. Um, this is a guy who doesn't necessarily see things in D or R. He doesn't see things necessarily in partisan politics, and that's one of the things I've always appreciated uh, from him uh, in what I do for business. But... State Senator Carlos Uresti is with us this afternoon as well. Talk a little bit about this forum and, and what you would like to uh, talk about. Well, and thank you, Steve. Um, we go back quite a ways. Yeah. And, um, I didn't get the memo. We were supposed to bring a PowerPoint presentation, Kim. Sorry <laughs> about that. Um, but I represent a district, so I think I bring a, a unique perspective, if you will, to, to, to this panel. My District 19 has 17 counties. It, it has a good part of the Eagle Ford shell but it also has the Permian Basin as well. It's the only Senate district geographically that has both plays uh, in their district. So I've learned to appreciate, I've learned a lot about the industry. I'm an attorney, that's what, how I make my living, but I've learned a lot. And so I think kind of to your point, Steve, that you know, oil is not a Democrat or Republican issue, um, and it shouldn't be, quite frankly. I think the way I try to look at the industry is what is good for one, my district, what, what is good for the community, and what is good for Texas. And so I think when you look at the things that I've done and the folks that I've worked with, it's because I'm trying to make sure that everybody can prosper. And whether they're Halliburton, and we love the fact that you're in, in our district, uh, Mr. Shepard, it's a wonderful facility. And many of the rest of you do business and are, are located in the district as well. I want to be sure that we do our part as a Senate, as a legislature, to continue to help foster businesses so that everybody grows, so that all boats can lift, whether you're the Halliburtons of the world or the mom and pops doing business out there as well. State Senator Carlos Uresti. Thank you. (laughs) Carlos Uresti, let's talk about the speech he just gave. He's been in office for, for a very long time, and I can see the reason why. He truly gets his district and his constituents. His constituents are very diverse, including uh, oil and gas, which happen to be located in his district. That being said, the fact that he was able to help us to understand how some of those taxes that were raised actually came back to us this year. And in some of the ways of uh, some of that money that is being raised is going to be utilized to help to create better roads uh, for transportation purposes. We, as a community, if you were a homeowner, you actually received a $300 credit on your taxes that you pay at the end of the year for being a homeowner. 
That equated to $3 billion that was used of those funds to help the citizens of Texas who happen to own homes. So that being, so understanding more the benefits that we do receive from oil and gas as a community is extremely important. And I'm glad he was here today to tell us how Texas legislators use that money wisely to benefit the state. Well, Kim, as we get ready to wrap things up today, favorite part about the San Antonio State of Energy luncheon today? My favorite part was seeing the community, business leaders come out and engaging in the conversation that we are starting to have as a city and as a community and understanding more about oil and gas and its importance. That got me fired up. That makes me happy to see that there are a lot of people in San Antonio and surrounding counties that are really wanting to know more about what's happening in our state with oil and gas exploration. Well, and on that note, uh, I I think the panel, like you said, was these guys are visionaries. This was an all-star panel we had today, and Steve Spreester did an amazing job, you know, giving them questions and keeping them all engaged. Do you you think the audience received the same message that, that you were trying to deliver? Well, looking out into the audience right now, I see a lot of people networking right now, which is partly, I'm sure, why they came, which is what makes this event a success today. Uh, Everybody, I think, has walked away with something that they wanted to accomplish today. But you know, Alvin, these things do not happen without partnerships, and partnerships are so important. These companies support education to the community uh, for the oil and gas sector, and I consider them a partner to Shell Magazine, as well as Steer, who Uh, Without STEER, these state of energies just could not occur. Uh, You know, Omar Garcia is also that visionary trailblazer we talk about that uh, sees and gets that education is the key to helping everybody understand what this industry is doing. Well, and I think you'll agree, state of energy today was a huge success, great turnout, you know, and because of this, I think we need to make it the topic of today's trivia question. I agree. Hey, if you're the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question to radio at shalemag.com, you'll win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. That's right, Alvin. Here's today's trivia question. Name three of the panelists from our State of Energy event in San Antonio, along with the keynote speaker. Please email your response to radio at shellmag.com. That's radio at shellmag.com. And remember that the first correct email will win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. Now, Kim, as we get ready to wrap up today, let's talk, let's recap again about the next issue of Shell Magazine that's coming out. Yes, it is our celebration to women in the energy industry. Our cover is Sharon Sperlin, who is the vice president and the treasurer for all for Plains All-American Pipeline. And the next issue hits the shelves? January 15th, you'll start seeing them flood the market. And on a side note, if somebody's interested in being a partner of Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine or of In the Oil Patch Radio Show, how do they get more information from you and how do they contact you? Well, they can always go to our website, which is the easiest thing to email us. It's shalemag.com. Again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. Or they can call us at 210-240-7188. Again, that number is 210-240-7188. Well, Kim, great show today. 
great event today. Great event today. And I look forward to the next one. Oh, I can't wait till next year. And you've been listening to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey along with Kim Bellotto. And folks, that's a wrap. And that about does it for this week's In the Oil Patch. For Kim Bellotto and Alvin Bailey, I'm Roy Holly. So long. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.